From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the stakes just got a little higher in the race for Wisconsin's U.S. Senate seat next year as Republican incumbent Ron Johnson mulls whether to run for a third term. Milwaukee Bucks executive Alex Lasry, who is running as a Democrat, says his campaign has raised $1 million since he got into the race in mid-February. So what do you make of this? Is Lasry a serious candidate, and would he be formidable if Johnson decides to run? Well, one, you know, he's a formidable candidate kind of from the get-go because we believe that he has some personal money put into the race, and he's got a little high profile. So that was, that was kind of a shirt already. Um, with the money that he raised, a couple things to note. One, his campaign says he only put 50000 bucks his own money in. So um, that's worthy of note because there's been a big question of how much of his own money he might spend in this race. But with these announcements about finance reports, I'm always a little bit cautious about buying too much into what the hype is because I want to see the report itself. Where did he raise the money? Who was it from? Is it? Uh, he said, his campaign said, I think like two-thirds of his donors are from Wisconsin, but you know, how's that breakdown? Um, so you got Lazarus in the race. Tom Nelson uh, is in the race, county executive on the Fox Valley. You know, we'll see his numbers sometime before too long, I think, as well. Uh, we expect Sarah Galuski, the state treasurer, to get in sometime soon. So you know, there's going to be a big money race. I want to see the details, though, of where these guys get their money. It helps give an idea of who's really backing their campaigns. And against Johnson, I mean, um, Democrats are chomping the bit to run against Johnson. You know, the senator's not said he's going to run for election yet. Um, I think Democrats sometimes almost prefer to run against him than somebody else because Johnson has created so many avenues to kind of run against him. You know, he's been unabashed about making controversial comments, speaking his mind about things like the insurrection at the Capitol January 6th, and it's put a real mark on him. Usually the power of incumbency is a huge one in, in an election, but I'm not sure how much of that helps Johnson right now because of kind of how he's approached things. Now, and that's not to say he's like an underdog or anything right now, but the race with Ron Johnson is definitely a toss-up to start. Also last week, longtime lobbyist Bill McCashin signaled he's considering a bid for governor next year. McCashin served as Commerce Secretary and Chief of Staff under Republican Governor Tommy Thompson. Democratic Governor Tony Evers hasn't announced yet if he'll seek a second term and says he'll make a decision later this summer after the budget is passed. Other potential Republican candidates are considering a bid for governor. Where does McCashin fall in line with them? Well, there are a lot of people talking about it right now. Uh, the only Republican candidate really out there working it is Rebecca Clayfish, a former lieutenant governor. Uh, now, she's not officially in. Uh, technically, the groups that she's created are an issue advocacy organization or kind of a think tank type organization. And then she has a pack where she's using it to give money to candidates. But those are basically a campaign in waiting. She's building the infrastructure to run for governor. Um, it's just a matter of when she's going to announce. You know, Kevin Nicholson has his own group. He's also doing some stuff that's helping him build an infrastructure, also like a campaign in waiting. A lot of other candidates, like kind of like McCaution, they're, they're talking about it, thinking about it, but they're not actually in and until they're in, it's hard to see like what their base support is going to be, um, who their supporters are going to be. You would think that Mikosh with his ties to Tommy Thompson, that some of the kind of Tommy Thompson crowd would be in his corner, but we'll see. 
you know, it's been a long time since Tommy Thompson was governor of Wisconsin. He's obviously president of the University of Wisconsin system right now, but he hasn't been in politics, in Wisconsin, in state politics in a long time. So it's a different environment. That said, you know, Akash has a lot of ties. He's been lobbying in Madison for a long time. He knows a lot of people. Um, it's a question of, you know, how can you build on that network to create a campaign? And the challenges for anybody who wants to run is to actually get out there and build an infrastructure, ready to pull that trigger and get in and, and start running. In another development, the spring elections are being held tomorrow in Wisconsin. There's only one statewide race on the ballot, and that is for Wisconsin school superintendent. The race pits former Brown Deer superintendent Deb Kerr against Pecatonica superintendent Jill Underly. The race is officially nonpartisan, but Democrats have supported Underly while Kerr is backed by conservatives. There's been some mudslinging in the race, and campaign finance reports show Underly has a significant fundraising advantage over Kerr. What do you think about the way this race took shape? Well, it's been remarkable that the Democratic Party of Wisconsin is investing heavily in Underly's campaign. It's really helped her build a financial advantage. It's helped her get up on TV in a significant way. There are a lot of things going in Underly's favor right now. Now, looking at Deb Kerr, you know, one of the kind of theories I'd heard the last few weeks was that, you know, Kerr could pull off an upset the way that Brian Hangador did for state Supreme Court a couple of years ago, where there's a, a late surge of support for him, this wave of enthusiasm among conservatives, and then some outside groups came in and spent money late that helped put him over the top. Uh, the trouble for Kerr is that we're not seeing those outside groups spending heavily in this race. We're not seeing a groundswell of support for her among conservatives. Now, she's trying to make some appeals to conservatives. But it's one of the challenges for a candidate when you are trying to run in a certain lane. And this lane for, for Kerr is to run more of a, as a conservative. But you've also said that you're a Democrat. You voted for Joe Biden uh, last fall. That doesn't really necessarily excite conservatives to think that, well, you're one of us. So it's been a challenge for Kerr. And I don't ever rule anything out in politics or upsets happen all the time. But at this point, you have to kind of go into Tuesday saying that Underly's got the edge in that race, largely because she's had the financial advantage that's helped her get her message out more broadly than Kerr's been able to. Besides the statewide election for school superintendent, what other races will you be watching tomorrow? Uh, there's open seats in the legislature, two of them. Um, there are Republican seats, so you kind of expect the Republican candidate to to win. Uh, one interesting thing to watch is in the, the 13th Senate District in southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, this is the seat that Scott Fitzgerald had before he uh, went off to Congress. Uh, John Jagger, state representative, Republican, uh, he's the favorite. But it's interesting because uh, Melissa Winker, the Democrat, she outraised Jagger during the most recent reporting period, which is kind of a mildly mild surprise. And then two, you know, there are four or four candidates actually on the ballot. One's a, I think calls himself a, a Trump conservative, something like that. There's also Don Pridemore, who lost the UP primary to Jagger, who's running a, a write-in campaign. It's a lot of weird things to watch to see if maybe it could be closer than it should be, or maybe even Winkler pulls the upset. But, you know, that was a, a plus 20-point district almost for Donald Trump in November, so it'd be a huge upset. But low turnout races, um, there's not much to draw people out. You just never know. But it, it'd be a real shock if Jagger did not win that race. It's just there are enough kind of odd factors to keep an eye on it to, to maybe, maybe there's an avenue to kind of have, have a little bit of upset there.
And finally, Governor Tony Evers is seeking more than a quarter million dollars in legal fees from former President Donald Trump and a Republican Party official, stemming from election lawsuits they filed following the November election. Evers made the request for money in separate federal courts last week. Trump narrowly lost Wisconsin and filed lawsuits claiming the election was conducted improperly here. He lost each case. What do you think will happen here? Do you think Trump will have to pay Evers legal fees? Good question. Um, It's an interesting filing. And one of the things that they're asking is to send a message to people about lawsuits like this. And that is that, you know, proceed with caution because the filing is basically saying that uh, there was no foundation for this, that they pursued a, a flawed theory with no legal foundation and it cost taxpayers money and they should be required to pay for it. Um, it's be interesting to watch. I hate what courts are going to do, but it's, we have not seen many courts punish attorneys for the lawsuits that we saw filed last year that really didn't have much of a foundation to challenge the results in various states, including Wisconsin. And this is one of the few examples where they're trying to have a, a real, um, penalty for filing something that the courts didn't buy into. So be interesting to watch. That's wispolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.